0: That was a strange old noise. God bless you wherever you are this evening. God bless you in the mighty name of Jesus. Good evening and welcome. May God bless you and strengthen you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. What has your day been like today? I hope you're well. I hope work hasn't been too pressurized. And I hope you're at home and you're comfortable and you're just sitting back and you're just resting. May God bless you and uh, let's praise the Lord as we go through the scripture tonight. Thank you so much. I'm just waiting for people just to hop on the different socials that we're on wherever you are at this moment in time, may God bless you and strengthen you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I pray your day has been well. It is 7.34 here within the UK. And uh, we are just waiting for a few people just to drop on. People are saying good evening and uh, wherever you are across this earth tonight, I pray that you will just grab yourself a Bible. We are living in very unusual times, very, very powerful times. We're seeing governments switching around. We're seeing money markets crashing. We're seeing systems and the economy and just every area of life just just stretch beyond um, human understanding. But if you're, if you're with me tonight and if you're staying with us, uh, we're going to turn into the Old Testament in a few moments. We'll turn into the Old Testament and I'll give you that scripture reading in a few moments. But we just want to welcome everybody as they're just jumping online. We'll give it a couple of moments and as we just get all the, the, the hellos and the goodbyes and the good evenings and the good mornings. And how are you's out the way as we just turn into the scripture. I thank God for your life. I pray that you will find rest for your innermost being across this earth. Um, now, how do i put this let us let, let's get this out of the way first let's just take it easy this evening so all those that are joining us tonight on bus sprout spotify iHeartRadio, radio i can see everybody there thank you god bless you tonight in the name of jesus and amazon music alexa wherever you are at this hour in time i pray and for everybody that uh, just jumps on and off of youtube and watches it here there and everywhere i pray that you'll find complete rest for your innermost being but as i said and uh, we were just waiting now, we're just just pressing, yeah, good evening, good evening, good evening, God bless you, and may God strengthen you, I'm sorry that I can't answer all these messages that come through, it's just me here, uh, and I'm just working everything off that laptop, so I can't can't do what I can normally do when it's coffee and prayer in the mornings when uh, the other guys are here, so I can't actually get to the messages that come through, but God is with you, and uh, talk to one another on, on the socials, but if you are living within the UK, if you're in the... In the UK, at this moment, you're probably feeling very, uh, very strange about life. You're probably looking at life and what you've looked at for many years. What we thought. Now, I'm going back just before before COVID kicked in. Now, the church before COVID was preaching it and it well, and the church now after COVID is still trying to preach the same message before COVID. What really should have happened quite a number of years ago, the church and whatever way you look at it, ministry should have been following the signs. And the signals that are in the world and that have always been in the world and use them as markers to preach and to teach and to deliver messages according to the signs in the framework in the heavens above on the earth beneath and what is happening in the political areas of life, the finance markets, the social areas and what is happening through just humanity. But what we have found, and the reason I'm speaking like this, hopefully it will drop into your heart and your mind in a few moments, the the reason that there seems to be so much stress, and why I say stress and worry, if you are a believer, I would probably put a wager on it, I'll put it like that, there are many of us really stressed and worried at just life itself, the pressures of life, living life, trying to get through, and the reason this has happened it's not because we are weak in our faith not because we don't believe it is generations go back a number of years if you look at the preaching and the teaching coming up coming up the timeline that we have today what we have found over the last few years pre-covid before covid there was messages out there of Good success, motivational messages. We've had messages of where your business is going to thrive. You'll be a millionaire. Sowing into this. You're getting healed. You're getting blessed. You're going to have a bigger house. You're going to have A, B, C, and D. And and there was a massive band of this prosperity gospel that has been pushed for so much. The prosperity gospel has been pushed for years and years and years. No one knew that this COVID was coming except God. No one knew what was going to hit the shorelines of this earth. No one knew what was going to happen, whether you believe in it or you don't believe in it. But what you can't get out of your mind and your vision and your understanding, that we went into lockdown. So it's not so much COVID itself, 19. It is the, the fact that we was locked down. Everywhere was locked. We see that, we hear that, we understand that. Now, when you when you take the preaching, the preaching of the church before lockdown, it was all hype. It was push, 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 dancing and shouting and praising God and everything's great. We're going into revival. We're, we're, there's going to be a mass revival. But then we've had suddenly three years, three years of strict, hard lockdown, parochial stretches, you know, now we're into the the, the, the energy crisis, we're in wars, rumours of wars. If the Now, when I say the church, we have to say the church, take the broader brush of that. If the church had looked at the signals, looked at the signs, the preachers and the teachers, if it had looked at what was coming at itself, the church, and, and got into prayer and focused on the word... There won't be as many as there is today at this hour, including myself, sometimes dropping into a bit of fear, a bit of worry, a bit of doubt, a bit of unstable ground. Not because I'm weak in my faith, but because the generation and the preachers and the teachers in certain ministries that many have latched onto was the prosperity gospel. And suddenly you find out that money does not buy health money does not buy mortality, money does not buy peace. When the governments in the world went into lockdown for the first time, you could feel the fear raging through the streets. Lockdown, lockdown, lockdown. And there are a lot of Christians and believers that haven't recovered from the fear button. Churches are depleting in numbers. We see that there and we are in that great falling away of areas and we're trying to connect via the internet. We're trying to connect other ways. So what we have is a is is a large number of believers, Bible believing believers. I'll put myself in this bracket. I'm not worried. I'll put my hands up to this. Sometimes fear and worry comes into the mindset of and froze my mind, not because I'm lacking faith, but because I've been brought up in a generation and preached to by a generation and preached to by a certain ministry and a certain way and, and captured into the teleevangelists, captured into the all that sort of stuff, the mega church, the mega this, mega that. Suddenly realize that the mega churches shut down quicker than the smaller churches. <laughs> So what we are finding is that what the churches have been shouting out and and screaming out, healing, 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 God's healing you, God's healing you, COVID-19 comes and then suddenly the doors are locked for fear of the Jews, fear of the leaders. So what I'm just trying to address, I'm not trying to get into the COVID banner whatsoever, but it is the fear, that the aftermath, the ripple effect that that has left. That has only been left because of what has gone before COVID, was the preachers and the teachers in a massive area of church not preached, what? End times. If the church would have preached end times and looked at the signals, very clear signals in certain data points around the world, looked at that, prayed over that, looked at Israel, brought the scripture and looked into every area of that, our eyes would have been opened a long time ago. But we have been given a gospel peddled for cash, and suddenly we realize that the finance markets are crashing. We are suddenly realizing that the economy is crashing. So suddenly finance doesn't give us what the prosperity preachers have told. So when we look in these scriptures tonight, I want to just take us to a few places where these Bible-believing writers experience hardships like never before. So I pray that wherever you are, do not worry if you are at home tonight and you feel quite fearful. Don't worry if you feel doubtful. Don't worry if you feel really down in the skin that you're walking in. It's perfectly normal because we are human beings and we are going to read a few texts. The first one we're going to read from two, um, let's have a look. Let's, so we're going to be in the Old Testament. We're going to go to the book of Isaiah, but the first place I want to turn us to is um, the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 1. I would say this is the greatest writer that walked this earth. His experiences through Christianity, through following Christ, took him through arduous moments. So when we talk about revival, we've got to be very careful about how we use the word revival. I'm not against revival, but what I'm against is the false revivalists that are trying to make revivals happen, the church trying to make an atmosphere happen, to sell holy oil, to sell literature, to sell you a ticket to get into arena to receive Jesus. When that is not scripture, you can't. You can't do that. So money suddenly comes into the arena of our lives and realizes that we, the prosperity gospel does not give us what the preachers have told us. The, the healing ministries doesn't do what they say it's going to do. This has got nothing to do with, does God prosper us? Yes, he does. Does God heal us? Yes, he does. But that's God in his timings. And that's very different to what ministries and preaching and teaching we've seen for such a long time. So this is why we are in a bit of a, bit of a pickle within the UK church. While we're almost at a bit of a loss because we've had a lot of transatlantic preaching come over the shorelines, it's been allowed to come into ministries. Ministries have been copying a lot of transatlantic preachers on the other side of the pond, trying to mimic and copy what they've been doing when what they've been doing isn't really biblical. So when you copy something that's not biblical, the result you come up with is no miracle. What we should be preaching is end times, where we sit right at this particular point, looking at the newspaper, looking at Israel, listening to the news, capturing what the world is saying, but then suddenly going, okay, Lord, what do you say? So the Bible tells us in advance what the news channels are going to be predicting. The Bible tells us in advance what to expect, plagues, you know, plagues, wars, rumors of wars. So when we've had years of, uh the cash rich preaching you you are going to prosper in ways you never thought your business is going to accelerate That was happening weeks and and a few hours before lockdown came, and many people were sowing into ministries, putting everything they had into ministries outside the shorelines of the UK. Suddenly lockdown comes. They have no money. The ministry shut down. Suddenly we are finding ourselves that we are in a crisis because we haven't followed biblical teaching. We have followed understandings, Simon the Sorcerer's, the way they deal with things. So now within the UK, what we have... What we have in the UK is not a church that is faithless. We have a church that is scrambling to really hold itself together, not because we are not faith, we are we are not filled with faith, because you are filled with faith because God gives the gift of faith. So we are we have been given faith, but the majority of our lives, our heartbeats could be beating more in slight fear and wonder of what's happening next, rather than, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, I see what's happening because your Bible, your word tells me. But I just want to show you and take you to, a, to a, a couple of places just to show you that even the New Testament writers hit points of fear. But there are, there are ministries and there are preachers out there that are that are telling us that if, if you get a cold, you're not saved. If you don't tithe correctly, you're not saved. They're always pushing so much... Emphasis on money and healing, and it is more of a motivational drive rather than a, than, than a scripture line by line precept teaching. If if the teachers are not taking us to Jesus it's not of jesus if the church isn't taking us to jesus it's not jesus if the preachers the teachers the theologians are not taking us to jesus to the cross to god the holy spirit we need to question what am i actually listening to where is their teaching taking me is it taking me to the cross of calvary is it taking me to the blood of christ is it taking me to christ is it taking me to and from christ to the cross and then from the cross to god if ministries are pointing can consistently to the Bible, to Christ, to redemption, to salvation, to justification, to all the biblical fundamental points, and the ministers are preaching that, that is a good ministry to follow. If a ministry is talking about cash, healing all day long, you're going to get a new leg, I'm going to send you a prayer cloth, um, just send me another few quid and I'll be all right because I'm going to get a new aircraft. Suddenly we find that what we we'll say we have been investing in ministries on other shorelines and cultural ministries certain and there is a lot of tribal ministries out there that you find that are very uh, tribal there are very they're like a tribe where the leader of the church whatever that leader says the lead, it's fact whatever that leader preaches that's fact whatever if the leader says stand on one hand, we've all got to stand on one end but are the churches and are the leaders and the denom- am I bringing the Gospel of Jesus Christ because that is the fundamental truth is the preachers are the preachers the theologians the gospel orators the ones that are delivering are the gospels being delivered, or is it cash healing now i'm not got nothing against healing this is please don't take this the wrong way. Because the scripture says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and everything else comes unto thee. What is really important is, is is I want to encourage you, if you are fearful tonight, don't worry. If you are struggling sleeping tonight, don't worry. If you are finding it difficult to pray, don't worry. If you are finding it difficult just to concentrate and even get into church, don't worry. Because God has you, and it is not because of your fault being in the congregation we have had too many preachers i'm going to keep on the but on the on the button of preachers and teachers we have got too many ministers that are bringing their own emphasis their thoughts their meanings their motivational hype there is a lot of hype and what you find is hype doesn't bring freedom hype brings a feeling hype and the adrenaline kicks into the body when music is played when there's noise there's the windows have gone out the room, it's all dark, all this sort of stuff, when there's this big drive, and you've got to be careful of what is in that room, the Kundalini spirit, is it the Holy Spirit, the Kundalini spirit, is it the Jezebelic spirit, what is going on? So there, there has been a big drive out there, and what has happened, as soon as COVID hit and all the doors turned, you find, even recently, even recently, you're hearing of healing ministries Having to stop their services because the leaders are not well. What is going on? It messes with my mind. All this stuff messes. I can't have that because I've got this. I can't. Now, I just want to take you to Jesus. My my job, my calling is to tell you about Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ is your healer. Jesus Christ is your salvation. Jesus Christ is the creator of heaven and earth. We're going to be looking at scriptures in a moment that talk about creation. They talk about strengthening. They talk about fear. Now, I'm going to read these scriptures. So, let's get straight into this text and let's read this for ourselves so we can actually see this, what is happening. So, if you've got a Bible, if you turn, if you can turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 1, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 8. Now, this is the text. This is the text writer expressing how he is, as a believer, as a preacher, teacher. As an an evangelist, as a gospel uh, giving man, a godly man. So, however you want to look at this, you know, be careful also of theology. Theology is needed, but what is actually theology? Theology is studying the nature of God and religious beliefs. Got to be very, very careful about theology, because if I get too entrenched in the the theory and the theology. I could quite easily miss the blessing because I'm looking and studying so hard and my academic stretch can take over. I've got to be very careful that I do, yes, systematic studying. That is very, very important that I study. But above systematic studying and uh, theology and above Christology, as in the, the, the studying of, what Christ does, Christ gives us revelation. So what revelation does, it brings all of us into the same Walk. It doesn't matter if we are educated or uneducated. It doesn't matter where we come from. It doesn't matter about our academic understanding. It doesn't matter how we think. If we think that we're great thinkers, if we think that we we don't think, it doesn't matter. That is the beauty of the Word of God, because it is of God. God has to reveal his word to us. Yes, we read it because there are certain areas that we can read and we can and we can understand. But through the power of, of technology, all of us through brow, through hearing, doesn't matter, we can get the word of God and we can hear it, we can see it, and we can read it. So we, we all get the word through reading and whatever means we get the word. But what's really, really um, important to me here is that my academic stretch will limit me to what I understand theology, through theology because I am not a theologian and studying theology literally blows my brains because I am not a reader, because I am not a, a one that studies and goes into the in-depth studying of that. It's not it, Now, this is really important. What I found through study is that I have to have systematic study. I have to have that as a believer. It's important because the Bible tells me. But when I start getting in an area of of thinking, I haven't read, I haven't prayed, I haven't studied today. I've got to do this. I've got to read a Bible in a year. I, I can't even read almost a verse, a chapter in a year, you know, without struggling. And that might sound a little bit crazy, you know. To read the Bible in a year, it's no good just putting your eyeballs across the page, Am I believing what I read? It's great if you can read the Bible in the year and you follow the Bible plans, but am I following the Bible plan because that's what they're all saying? Am I following what God wants me to read? God will reveal the scripture. So what we are finding is that we are in a very volatile situation within the UK, politically, financially through the economy, through church, through religion, spiritually. So so there is a lot of worry. There there is a there is an undercurrent of worry, but there are a lot of people trying not to display their worry and their fears and their doubts of what's happening. And you can see this through the the areas of atheism, humanism, you know, Christianity Across every layer of every culture of every life, almost at every household at many levels, there are people worrying under the under the duvet of life, under the duvet of life, but not expressing it because they're frightened to talk about the worry. Because if I if I talk about worry and my feelings, because before COVID, we was told through culture and through herding that you had to be strong, and we have been driven very Darwinistically, uh, very the uh, survival of the fittest. Now what we are finding is once that lockdown came it brought us to a place of fear the doors were locked what we are going about to read in the gospel of john it says the doors were locked for the jewish leaders the doors were locked for what is on the outside but i just want to read this great text this great text these texts will encourage you these texts will uh, speak to you, these texts will uplift your spirit. So if you're at home worrying about your future, your life, your children, your marriage, your your, your, your if you're going through divorce, if you're approaching divorce, if you're getting married, not uh, what I'm trying to say is if you are in an area living with your parents, living at home, you're a single parent family, you, you've got a mortgage, you're in social housing, it doesn't matter where you are because all of that, um, to be brutally honest, brutally honest is meaningless it has no value to that degree the book of uh, ecclesiastics makes it very clear there are certain seasons so don't worry the scripture says don't worry about the clothes you will wear don't worry about the food you will eat god will supply god will make a way but what we have had we have had a different gospel to what we should have had Um, and now we are finding that there are many of us Coming to church, going to church, listening to live streams and just saying to ourselves, actually, am I saved? Why am I worrying so much? Why do I feel so fearful? Not because there is anything wrong with you, not because you are weak in the faith, but you haven't been strengthened. We haven't had the Barnabases in the pulpits. We haven't had the encouragers. We haven't had the, the edifiers. We haven't had the Pauls. We haven't had the Gospel of John's. We haven't had the Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John's and the preachers to preach the Gospel. It's interesting, isn't it, that there are a certain generation of, I would say, old-school preachers that God has called home, and when God has called them home, we've gone through a stillness of no real powerful... Gospel preachers rising. When you look across the platform, there are lots and lots of motivational speaking, very eloquent, very fine thinking, looking Christian theologian preachers and teachers. But who actually is is bringing a message of salvation, of repentance, of do not fear, do not worry. God is pushing you forward god will encourage you god will encourage you and god will encourage you well how did god how will god encourage me he will encourage you through the word and this scripture is going to encourage you now so let's get let's get in and let's get reading 2 corinthians chapter 1 2 corinthians chapter 1 verse 8 and it says we do not want you to be uninformed now this has been happening This has been happening. We do not want you to be uninformed, brothers and sisters, about the troubles we experience in the province of Asia. We were under great pressure, far beyond our our own ability to endure, so that we despaired of life itself. Indeed, we felt that we had received a sentence of death. But this happened that that we do not rely on ourselves, but on God, who raised us from the dead. He has delivered us from such deadly peril and he will deliver us again. On him we have set our hope and we will continue to deliver and he will continue to deliver us. So that reference, if you turn to that reference tonight, I just want to read these scriptures out. I've spoken a little bit tonight, but I, I want to read these scriptures out to encourage you that this great New Testament writer, this great, powerful writer, the Apostle Paul, this is what I'm going to read it again, and we're in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 8 through to verse 10. Two verses of, about, of this great man that God used, that God struck down, that refined and strengthened and took through the mill. But this is what he says. We do not want you to be uninformed, brothers and sisters, about the troubles we have experienced. Are you experiencing troubles? Yes, Lord. That's according to the word. And it says in the province of Asia, we were under great pressure. Are you under great pressure? Yes, I am Lord, far beyond our ability to endure is the pressure and the trouble far beyond your capabilities as a believer and a human being to endure if you are at a stage where you are feeling so tired, so exhausted, so weary you're going to bed but not sleeping very well, and you are finding that you are and you just cannot endure anymore you have reached a place of almost I'm giving up, your body is weary, you're trying to feed the family, you're trying to look after yourself, you're, you're, you're rushing around, you're, you're doing so many things, your brain is, is so active it's almost shutting itself off, you're finding that your thinking is very different, you're finding that you're getting angry and frustrated, and then you're finding that you're almost exhausted, the things you used to do, you can't do the same anymore, you're almost getting breathless, your lungs are tired, your bones are weary... That is because it is the 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 very presence of where we sit in in the time frame of of the rapture of the church and everything that's going on. so when you look at political uh, areas when you look at finance when you look at the stock markets when you look at when everything that's happening there is a crash like we've never seen before. these great towers are are tumbling down these these walls are falling they're, they're crashing. And you can see on, on the leaders of certain areas of of uh, what we are looking at on the news, we are seeing these leaders, their faces are telling us a thousand stories that suddenly all what they put their strength and their efforts in and their, their lip service into is crashing, is falling quicker than the, than they can get it to rise again. We are seeing leadership switched. We are seeing areas of political uh, governance being being almost, in, it's getting embarrassing. You know, we are stretched on every side. The healthcare is stretched beyond unbelief. The finance markets are frozen in certain areas. Certain areas of of funding has has frozen. There are only certain areas where funding is coming now. We're talking about the food crisis. We're talking about famines. We're we're hearing about he holds the power to the button that could cut cut the gas. We're struggling for electric. Be prepared for, for shutdown, for lockdowns you know, humanity is tired and weary. So if you go back before COVID, if you look before COVID, what was preached from the pulpits, the majority of the preaching and the teaching was a transatlantic westernized style of motivational, tribal, herding, manipulative, narcissistic way of getting the audience to buy into the pyramid selling. I will sell you oil, I will sell you holy oil. I'm not talking about barrels of oil. I ain't got barrels of oil in the church garden. I'm talking about holy oil. You can buy it. Oil, prayer prayer cloths, you can buy, you can buy, you can buy. But what you will find very clearly in the gospel, that Christ never charged for prayer, Christ never charged for salvation, healing was never charged for. Jesus didn't go, well, I'll tell you what, son, you can pick up your mat, you can come and follow me, but give us 50 quid and I'll I'll make sure you're healed in in, in my name, in the name of Jesus. You will not find any of that in the scripture. Everything... Was free, but the price has been paid. So, when you look at this scripture tonight, I just want to address these areas of believers and people that may be sitting on the fence of Christianity, not sure, uh, are, are unstable about church, everything that's going on. And I'm not surprised to a degree because the church hasn't delivered delivered the the message and the message that should be delivered and should have been delivered many years ago. I would say at least 25 years ago to the very kick point of was an end time message of where we sit. Revelational preaching from revelation, you know, the preparation of the bride. There has been no preparation preaching of the bride of Christ it has been a hype message, it has been hyper-grace, uh, replacement theology, um, prosperity gospel, a manic healing revivalist preaching, we've heard of grave soaking, throwing yourself on, on graves of great preachers, all that sort of stuff. The wacky stuff out there, all that sort of stuff out there has suddenly come to a point where it doesn't work because it's not of Christ. So now we are finding ourselves within the westernized church in quite a, a mishmash, a t- like a, a washing machine experience of, of what is going on. Homes fragile, feelings, worries, doubts, everything. But I'm gonna read again and I'm gonna read these scriptures back out. So let's get back in the word. If you are feeling tired, if you are feeling weary, if you feel that you can't endure anymore and you are exhausted, please do not worry because the scriptures tell us all about this. Be prepared for that because we are living in times to be expecting what we feel and what we see and how we are. We are human beings. That's what we've got to remember. We are human beings. We are sinners saved by grace. We are blood washed, sanctified, and we have fear in our makeup. And this is a really interesting, and almost a sobering, and a text that will bring any one of us that is struggling with fear, anxiety, doubt, uh, you know, all that, all that sort of stuff, been in a church, um, listening, been listening to the preaching for years and years and years, and found what they've been preaching hasn't changed my house whatsoever. If anything. I'm debt has got heavier, fear has got heavier, the mortgage payments have got behind, we've lost the house, I've lost the car, I've lost the job, I got sick, I got a disease, I I got struck by COVID, we lost family through COVID, we lost this, we lost that, there was accidents, there was this, there was that, the complete opposite to what it was being preached pre-COVID. The church wasn't prepared, because the church was banging a message out of money, healing, prosperity hyper grace, we will sell you, you buy from us. But this is what the great New Testament writers were going through. We do not want you to be uninformed, brothers and sisters, about the troubles we have experienced in the province of Asia. We were under great pressure and far beyond our ability to endure so that we despaired of life itself. This is the Apostle Paul Telling you and telling me that I hit trouble, I I could not endure it, and there was a point that the scripture tells us, this is what he said, so that we despised of life itself. It got so hard to us, it got so damning, it got so stretching, enduring, we couldn't endure anymore. We were tired beyond tired, we were weary beyond weary. We are reading about the writer, the great apostle Paul. And it says, so that we despaired of life itself. Verse 9 of 2 Corinthians chapter 1. Indeed, we felt we had received a sentence of death. But this happened that we might not rely on ourselves. That is the key line. We cannot rely on ourselves. Paul said, all this happened so that this would happen. So all the fake preaching and teaching would come to the point and the realization that that will not get me through because that fake preaching and teaching and the prophetic uh, prophecies that have come out that haven't come into fruition and have you had prophecies over your life and your life hasn't changed, you know, you've had a word this has happened, that's going to happen, and it's not come into being, then who do we question? (laughs) This is really important. But this happened that we might not rely on ourselves but on God. We have to rely on God. Rely on God. Let's go a little bit further. It says, he has delivered us from such deadly peril, and he will deliver us again. He has delivered me and he has delivered you. He will deliver you again and he will deliver me again. He will set me free again and he will set you free again. If there's troubles in your life, just pause and breathe. Okay, God, there's trouble. I think we need to understand that we are humans. And with being a human being comes trouble. With family comes issue. With work comes problem. With breathing and walking this earth comes many trials and many testings. So we are in a new press at this moment. And God is telling me to tell you and to tell me more. Trust in God. Trust in his word. This this scripture that we are looking at tonight is about the Apostle Paul, the great writer of of the new testament he says we even despise life itself we was given a sentence of death we could not endure and the reason for this and now i've come to understand is that we do not rely on what the world and the fake church and preachers out there are telling me because that is like building on straw that is like building on sand the rain came the storms rose the the streams rose up everything happened and it crashed against the house excuse me and the house fell with a great fall because i built on sand but the one that builds upon the rock he is our rock and he is our redeemer What I love about following Christ, it is this simple. It's about following Christ. It's very important that I get to church and I have fellowship with believers, brothers and sisters of like mind, brothers and sisters that will encourage me, pray for me, speak the word over me. I don't want people around me that are religious and caught in a, a drum skin that is always pointing the finger and condemning and bringing a harsh word that is not from God, but is from their opinions. What I want around me are four that will carry me, as we looked at the other day, four that will carry us on each corner of the mat, get to take us up the staircase of life as the scripture says the four friends took their friend up up onto the roof of the house tore the roof open and lowered their friend into the presence of Jesus that's what we need we need people around us that will carry us when we can't get off the mat of life we need people around us that that can't and will not condemn us for the way that we feel, because I can't walk right today, I don't think right today, I've got something wrong today, what you want and what I want are people around us that will never, never leave our side, but will always be there for us when we say, do you know what, I need some help, I need some guidance, what we don't want is opinionated religious people trying to put their views on our lifestyle when you're not living in my shoes, my friend, we've got to make sure that we've got people around us that are encouragers, strengtheners, ones that are shepherds that will lead us and shepherd us and guide us with love, with authority, with the word and with forgiveness and get us to Jesus and leave us at the foot of Jesus. Let me read this again, because I want get, to get reading a little bit more. This is coming from uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 8 to verse 10. For we do not want you to be uninformed, brothers and sisters, about the troubles we experienced in the province of Asia. We were under great pressure, far beyond our ability to endure, so that we despised of life itself. Indeed, we felt that we have received a sentence of death. But it this happened that we will not rely on ourselves, but on God who raised the dead. He has delivered us from such deadly peril and he will deliver us again on him. We have set our hope on him. We have set our hope uh, that he will continue to deliver us. That's really important for me as a believer. I set my hope on him now. Let's turn to uh let's go to the Old Testament. Firstly, let's go to the Old Testament. Now let's go straight into the book of Isaiah. Let's go to the book of Isaiah chapter 40. Now this is about this this text this chapter is about comfort, it's about strengthening, it's about the reliance of God and um I just want to read a few areas out and it's also it's interesting cuz it talks about creation. But firstly, I just want to get us to right, we're in Isaiah chapter 40 verse 29 through to 31. These are the main texts that I believe that are going to penetrate your very soul tonight. And and God is telling you, do not worry. Do not worry because you're worrying. Do not worry about your family. Do not worry about your finances. Do not worry about yourself. Do not worry about your health. Do not worry about uh, your relationships. Do not worry about the future. Don't, Don't keep looking into the future and trying to navigate your way to the finish line faith we are living in times of extreme endurance extreme stress it's taking faith it's taking faith to dig in the word of god let's read right isaiah chapter 40 verse 20 29 for he gives strength to the weary and increases the power to the weak even uh, youths grow tired and weary and young men stumble and fall. Verse 31 of Isaiah 40. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not grow faint. The word in there is hope. Look at what that says. Verse 31. What have I, and where have I just come from? I've come from the New Testament. What does it say? Our hope is in God. My hope whether I'm in the Old or the New Testament, my hope has to be on God. It's very difficult trying to speak about, articulate, verbalize, quantum fire, bring to the human understanding through my psychological processing, the way that I'm wired. What actually is hope? What actually does that mean? So let's read the scripture again. Verse 29 through to 31. He gives strength to the weary. Are you weary? Thank you, Jesus. He increases power to the weak. Are you weak? Thank you, Jesus. It says, even the youth grow tired and weary. Uh, And it says there very, very clearly. Even the youth grow tired and weary, uh, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. Are you hoping in the Lord tonight? Are you hoping in the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords? It says, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Thank you, Jesus. He gives strength to the weary. He increases power to the weak. Even the youth grow tired and weary, and the young men stumble and fall. Verse 31. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. I love the scripture. The scripture really addresses the person that can feel weary, can tired, is broken, that is troublesome. The believer, the believer, and it says, let, let's just back up a little bit more. We're we'll, we're moving okay, so let's just back up. It says, verse 21 of Isaiah chapter 40. Do you not know? Have you not heard? Uh, he has um, been. Have you not been told from the beginning? Have you not understood since the earth was founded, he is enthroned on the circle of the earth and it is his people who are like grasshoppers. I love this bit. It says he stretches out the heavens like a canopy and spreads them out like a tent to live in thank you jesus verse twenty five of uh, isaiah forty the reason i 'm bringing this this is about creation this is about God and when you un- and when you study creation when you start to look at creation and you really study Genesis because Genesis is a very foundational uh, place to start reading and start looking because what happens is when I understand well not completely understand but when i when I get to the position of believing in creation and seeing the formation of creation because when i get to that point i understand the power of the spoken word of the word of god when i understand the power of creation and how power uh, how much power there was in god's voice and god's uh, direct speech and how god commanded so when i when i look at the power of speech the power of creation and the power of formation and then then in obviously as well you find quite simply you find what we call quantum physics and and everything about cre- uh, creative and uh, and what we see that is very visual through central perception, which is the basic understanding of what brings this table into to, to our vision and our format, what brings this mic, what brings, you have to have certain things through science and through physics, and that is space, time, and matter. And when you understand what space, time, and matter is, and you understand that it's in the book of Genesis, because God speaks it, you have space, you have time, and you have matter, and when that is put together and and, and God's power and God's word is over that, you find that, from nothing comes everything. The test tube can't fathom God out. Science and quantum physics and, and and mathematics and and all the equations under the sun cannot find the formula for when God said, let there be light, and there was. So as a believer, if I want to get a stronger in my faith what do I do I study creation because what creation does it it teaches me very clearly about creation redemption salvation justification the plan of God the formation of God it talks about mortality it talks about um, about listening to the correct word because uh, God told them very clearly do not take from that tree. Uh, so God gave clear instructions. So we have obedience. We have everything in Genesis. So Genesis is a very important book for any believer to start reading and start studying because there I find, once I get a, a bit of a, a bit of an overlay and a, an overview of what we call creation, when I get a bit of an overlay of that, what what I find is that that it strengthens me through the rest of the sixty six books of the Word of God. So, so creation, if creation is preached and taught in conjunction with Revelation, the first and the last book, so I have the create, the creative side of, of uh, humanity and the universes and everything, but then also if I look in the book of Revelation, I see the beginning and I see the end. I see the beginning and I see the end. It's important that I know the beginning to a degree and I know the end to a degree. And then the bits in the middle, the stuff in the middle will come into being because I have a foundation in Genesis, but also I have Revelation in Revelation. So that's really, really important that I know what Revelation has has an overlay over. Revelation has not been preached for years in churches because it's the scary book that we don't want to go into, like the book of Job. You won't find a revivalist preaching out of the out of the the Old Testament of Job. You will find them picking up scriptures like uh, "I am wonderfully and fearfully made." You can do anything. God shall supply all my needs according to thy riches and glory. You don't find a preacher that is preaching um, a a. a a gospel where he says oh that he slay me i still will praise him even though everything has been stripped from me even though my business has been taken even though my family have been taken off the earth i will still praise him you don't get a preacher or a teacher a revivalist preaching that message uh, you don't you won't find that but if i get an understanding of revelation and creation if i if i bring them two together and i, I study those books What I find is that I have creation, I have a foundation, and with a foundation, I have revelation, and with revelation and foundation, suddenly my hope on the in-between bits, the rest of the sixty-four books, the the sixty-four books, the two, one, two, uh, one, and the end, you know, and then the rest of the the sixty-six in conjunction, which leaves sixty-four. I find that the sixty-four. I start to, to come inward on that. So if I start in Genesis, look at Revelation and and, and, talk and and look at end time, what's going to happen and end the rapture and look what's happening at the beginning. And when I, when I get a balance and get a bit more of an understanding and say, God, help me. Give me Revelation in Genesis, Lord, but also give me Revelation in Revelation. Help me to understand so I can see the beginning. And I understand the end. So then I will find myself not in a bit of a pickle that I'm in now, worrying and stressed out, you know. So it's important to get the, the fundamental points out there to, to, to understand that if I study Genesis, I'll have a strong foundation. If I study Revelation, I'll, have a, I'll be having a revelation of, of what is to come. And God will reveal that. The New Testament writer writes very clearly As I write this, I am having revelational knowledge revealed to me as I write. So we have read tonight from um, the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 1, where the Apostle Paul writes that we despaired of life itself. We was given a like a sentence of death. But then he said in the Old Testament, but it's not because so that we can rely on ourselves; It's so that we can rely on God And our hope is on him. What we just read here in uh, Isaiah 38, it says, But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. Those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. It is God all the way through. Now, we're going to bring this to a close, and there is no way I bring this to a close. But if you wanted to read, if you wanted to jump into the New Testament... And just to look in the Gospel of John, if you turn to the Gospel of John, again, I'll read this very quickly. It's in the Gospel of John, chapter 20, verse 19. On the evening of the first day of the week, uh, when the disciples were together, the doors were locked for fear of the Jews and the Jewish leaders. Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed him his hands and his side. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Again, Jesus said, peace be with you. As my father has sent me, I am sending you. Uh, And he breathed on them. And then he said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone their sins, their sins are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. What I want to just leave you with tonight is in the Gospel of John, chapter 20, verse 19. It says this, on the evening of the first day of the week, when the disciples were together, when the believers was together, was they... Gathering for a revival service? No. Was they gathering together for a healing meeting? No. What was they gathering for? They was they was gathered together because of the outside environment was so fearful and they was gathering to be safe. So when you look at this, it says the doors were locked. The doors were locked for fear of the Jewish leaders. Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Jesus comes in. Jesus comes in to our situations. He comes into our lockdown thoughts. He comes into our place where we are locked down. We have read a scripture about the New Testament writer that said, we even despise life itself. We was given a sentence of death, but that was so that we would not rely on ourselves, but that we would rely on God. I pray that myself and you good brothers and sisters, atheists, agnostics, theologians, whoever you may be on the other side of that camera, I believe God is working in you. I believe God is calling you. I believe God is drawing you. I believe God is working through you. I believe your eyes are being opened to the Gospels. I believe God is drawing you to his side like never before. God is is with you and paul said so that not that we would rely on ourselves but that we would rely on god because our hope is in him isaiah 40 says our hope comes from the lord everything comes from the father the son the holy spirit god is with you wherever you are tonight god will strengthen you and god will draw you forget about the fabric of the buildings because what we found in lockdown the church was locked down Jesus was not furloughed God was not furloughed God was not sitting back thinking oh Boris you've locked the key what am I going to do oh dear me the kingdom of God cannot be locked down. The kingdom of God cannot be locked away. The kingdom of God is within. You belong to the king's domain. You are a child of the king, not of this earthly king and the monarchy and the systems. You belong to the king of kings and the lord of lords. I pray that wherever you are tonight, you will find rest in your worry. You will find joy in your fear, you will find hope in doubt. It's not about getting into the box of the four walls of the church. It's important, but I don't put the weight and my strength on the bricks and the mortar and the fabric and the envelope and the frailty of the building. I put my hope in the God that created the fabric of this building. I put my hope in the God that created the the world. I put my hope in God. Yes, the Bible says, "Do not forget the gathering together of the saints." But I can do that in a field. I can do that in a in a in, a, in an office space. I can do that wherever. Because what does the church, what does the gospel say about the church? Jesus says, "I am the head of the body, that is the church." Do you belong to the body? Or do you belong to a religious system? Do you belong to the creator of heaven and earth who stretches out the universes as we speak? Do you belong to the God that put the stars in the heaven? Or do you belong to a a systematic theological process wrapped up in Darwinism and fear and trying to deliver a message that is hyper grace, hyper, hyper everything, but nothing to do with End time preaching, creation, the birth, the death, the the resurrection of Christ. We serve a God that calls the things that are not as though they are. You have been created and brought into existence, not by the biological process of your parents. You have been brought into this world because of God decided to do so. And you belong to him. I pray but wherever you are, and there are lots across the earth tonight, across these socials, and in the world of podcasting, I pray whether you're, uh, you capture this Spotify, Amazon Music, Alexa, iHeartRadio, through the social networks, YouTube, you know, all the platforms that we push out on, I just want to encourage you now. If you are fearful, don't worry. If you are doubtful, don't worry. If you are tired, don't worry. You are a human being created by the creator of humanity if he and you and me believe in the creator and we understand he created humanity he knows our human frailty humanity is frail humanity is thin humanity is is always edgy and almost gritty but with the power of god living in the skin that you're in walking by faith, getting into the word of God, because that's where it is. It lies in God. If God wanted us to worship these walls of the church, he would have wrote that and put that in the word of God. But he says, be a worshiper of me, not the stones, not the fabric. It has its place and it has its purpose. But what is its place and what is its purpose? But above the fabric, above the preachers, above the teachers, above the ministers, above the denominations is who? God, who is stretching out the heavens. And he is stretching them out and pinning them back like a tent so that we can live under them. He's on the outside of creation. He's on the outside of time. He's everything. And he's your God. Have a wonderful evening. Wherever you are, I pray that you will find rest for your innermost being. Do not not worry about worrying. I pray that you will sleep well tonight. And as the scripture writer writes, may your sleep be sweet. God bless you. We will see you very soon. Take care. Never give up. Keep in the word of God. When I say keep in, maybe we haven't been in the word of God as much as we think we should have been. All of us myself, leaders, preachers, can never get in the word of God enough. We keep in it, we keep in it, we keep in it. So I pray that wherever you are across this afternoon, whatever the time zone is in your world that you are walking, we are, it's 8.34 within the UK here, wherever you are, I, I, I just pray that you will just have your hope in God. Not in the church, as we know, but in the head of the church. And who's that? Jesus Christ. Put your hope. Put everything you've got, put everything that you've got, your innermost, everything, put it on the King. Lay it on the King of glory. Lay it on the God of grace. Lay it on the cross of Calvary. Because that's where you'll find Christ. Christ is for you and not against you. God bless. We see you soon in Jesus' name. Amen. listening to yeah never give up his podcast. You can find never us give up Facebook, never give up I Spotify, see that on the social Apple never give music, up hallelujah media. god bless we'll everyone play, in Jesus Alexa, Mixcloud, Facebook, Instagram.